This is the Open to Alchemy podcast, and I'm your host, Lauren Ivey. I'm so excited to have you here joining these conscious conversations about the transformation that's possible for all of us. My approach to spirituality has always been part woo and part work. So in this podcast, we talk about all the incredible spiritual modalities and add in a bunch of practical things that really make it fit into our lives. I can't wait for you to join me. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Open to Alchemy podcast. I'm your host, Lauren, and I'm super excited to be here with my guest, Emily Ahrens. She is a business alignment coach and an energy healer, and I am so excited for this conversation. It's been a long time coming, <laughs> Truly, but the universe has set us up for today, so welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Lauren, and nice to meet all you listeners. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, I'm so excited, and I think, you know, this is one of the many things that I love about being in the, you know, quote-unquote spiritual community and sort of putting yourself out there, opening yourself up is that you do just get the chance to meet people in a variety of different ways, so many different venues and opportunities. And so right off the bat, just for people listening that are feeling like they don't have people in their community, we met in just like this beautiful organic way. And so how do you help people get started on their spiritual journey when they've maybe never, never looked at life that way before? Yeah. Well, you know, I would first back up and say, I feel like we're all on a spiritual journey and I don't even use quotes around it. And like, you know, in my, my podcast title, I used to call it a down to earth approach to woo and spirit and business. And I'm like, I don't ever call it woo. Other people call it woo. And that's not even how I call it. And so I feel like if you're listening to this podcast or if you've started to kind of open up to what else is out there, you know, it's important to have people who are like-minded, no matter what you're doing. Even if you're like, I'm going to start cooking gluten-free, like, okay, well now you need like a network of people who you can bounce ideas of recipes off of. Like it's important to build community. And so for me, it's definitely one of my core foundational, like core values, because I always felt alone. I always felt like the village weirdo. Um, I've been studying spirituality since I was a little kid. Like my, I mean, when I think back to it, um, my first exposure was when I was in elementary school, we had a woman rent a room in our house who did Reiki. And so that was my first exposure. Uh, my dad, even though he is a physician, used to get um, alternative healing all the time. My mom did too. Um, and so, I mean, we, I grew up in Northern California, so it was kind of like a crunchy Time. Yeah, you were in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although I was very like crunchy next to the crunchy people. Like people wouldn't trade lunches with me. But um I, I digress. So my practices really started de to deepen when I was older in high school. And I started to read books on spirituality and crystals. Like, you know, I'd spend my allowance on that kind of stuff, which like what high school student like really does that? Like that's so bizarre. And so again, I always felt like an outcast, like an outsider and like a, the village weirdo. And I found that that pattern kind of repeated until I was able to heal that part of myself and not look at myself like this, like outcast person. And part of that had to do with finding like-minded people so that I wasn't like the, the round peg with, you know, with all these other squares around me, 
I was one of many and it's like, oh, well, I love that part of you. And I like that part of you. And now I'm learning other things. And so to build your foundation, you know, obviously there's so many different social networks, um, you know, plenty of social media, you can follow accounts of people who are very spiritual. And I think that's a really great place to start. And even just doing like in-person stuff again. And so like, uh, for me, I live in Massachusetts and I'm going to start doing more in-person workshop series, which I'm so stoked about. Cause yeah. I mean, like, that's really how my brick and mortar business started was doing in person with face-to-face with actual contact with real human touch and connection. And so if you can't get it in person, then just try it virtually. Um, I think that finding people who are on the same trajectory is really important. So you don't feel like you're alone, especially for those of you who came from a really strong religious upbringing. And I have a lot of people in my community who have kind of like the pendulum has swung from one extreme to the other. And they kind of find themselves in the middle of like, you know what? I, I believe in God, but this is my version of it. And I don't have to be so extreme in this way. And I don't have to be so extreme in the opposite direction, but that they find this place that it's like, it's safe to believe in God and to go to church and have tarot cards. And before that was like, oh, like, hell no. Like, so, you know, finding that place. And, and for me personally, I didn't have that religious uh, upbringing. I had, um, a, I had a religious smorgasbord, if you will. So my family was Jewish and then my dad remarried Christian. And well, before that he went Buddhist. So it was like a little touch of everything. <laughs> and I think that was just my soul's path. You know, like I didn't need to have that deep indoctrination. I needed to find, um, spirit and I needed to find God and I need to find faith in my own, in my own way. Mm. I love so much of what you just said. And one of the things that's sticking out to me is that that feeling that many of us feel when we look around and don't have that intimate connection with somebody because we feel different, they feel different, et cetera. And that ability to, you know, two things are coming up. The, the first is completely love that you said about like, you know, giving yourself that love, giving yourself that compassion, knowing that you're not in the wrong because you like a different thing or you're drawn to different things and really giving yourself, you know, that sense of validation and wholeness and completeness in your difference. Mm. And also one of the things that I think about a lot is, you know, and my people that listen all the time will know that I've talked about this, you know, cause I still find myself in that space a lot and having a lot of people virtually or in other places that I share this commonality with, but maybe not the same on the day-to-day intimacy, you know, in, in regular everyday community is also thinking about, well, why did I choose this? Why was I put here or why did I select to be here as myself feeling the way that I feel and not have that all around me. Like, what is the lesson in that? What is the gift in that? And how can mm-hmm. I stand in my truth and my authenticity and not be overbearing and not be, you know, like the town crier talking about these things all the time that nobody is interested in, but how can I sort of learn to be myself and, and look around and see like, who is coming to me for mm-hmm for wisdom? Who am I attracting? And Mm -hmm. sort of look at it that way versus like, 
nobody gets me, which of course we all have the tendency to do from time to time. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think I was fortunate in, in the fact that I grew up where I did feel kind of like an outsider. So it led me to find my own path at a very young age. And because of that, it helped me to build confidence and being like, you know, alone, I guess, you know, and I got to develop that. Um, and truly, even when I started to shift from my brick and mortar business model that I was helping one-to-one and I was really identifying as a broke healer, making $12,000 consistently each year, um, I had to really shift from that identity to the identity of a wealthy healer. And in order to have that deep place of healing, I had to go inward. It didn't come from outside of me because I had all these cheerleaders. In fact, at the time where I transitioned from brick and mortar into online business about six years ago, uh, my husband was adamantly against me. He was very much like, what do you think you're doing? This is total BS. People aren't going to believe you. You're full of shit. You know, like, like the worst things that you could say to yourself in your own head, but no one would literally ever say that to you. He would say these things to me. And so it really, it, it, it drew like a line in the sand between us for a very long time where I was like, well, that's interesting that you feel that way that like, you think I'm this terrible person. No, no. I just think what you're doing is it's like, we had a lot of disagreements and it got to the point where I was forced to believe in myself. And, and I know that sounds so strange and like, this is nothing negative towards my husband. This is just what it was. And he's come uh, 180 degrees the other direction. I'll say that in a second, but it, it was like, my inner thoughts were against me, my outer world, my family didn't support me. My husband didn't support me. I was really like just living day to day because something inside of me was whispering, you can do this. And so because I had that calling inside of me, I was like, okay, well, how am I going to do this? I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I started to lean in and that's how I developed my intuition. I didn't think I was born with intuition. I've been doing healing practice for 15 years at that point, but I really wasn't using it in my profession. I was just using it. Like, this is just like a nice thing for you. But also I kept it completely hidden from my clients that had been with me for 15 years. I didn't tell them I was psychic. I didn't tell them I could pick up on things. I didn't say boo, because I was afraid if anybody knew I would be left alone to suffer and die broken, miserable by myself. Like I really had all these massive fears and it wasn't until I was actually on a treatment table receiving a session. And I heard one of my guides speak to me and it was the first time I ever felt it was not me. And they said, light workers be the light. And so at that point, what that meant was like, I was getting a spirit dope slap and spirit was like, listen, what that meant to me when they said that was you have all these gifts and abilities and it's for nothing. You're doing the world a disservice because you're keeping it bottled up and hidden inside of you and you're holding it hostage. And so for me, I was like, well, shit, I don't want to, I don't want to stop. I, I really need to, I need to do something about this. And while I didn't know exactly how I was just committed to being of service. And so when I committed to being of service, that meant I need to put the needs of other people before my own. So meaning if I was afraid I knew I was here to serve. So I had to do it anyway. Even if I had inner doubt or out exterior doubt, external doubt, I had to do it anyways. Mm -hmm. 
And so I had to either choose, and this is kind of like a come to Jesus moment for everybody. You can choose to stay fully focused on those fears and those worries and those anxieties. And then I don't know what to do, or you can fully focus on your faith, but you can't really do both at the same time. Because what people tend to do, especially when they're starting out is to say like, I got this, I can do it. And then the first thing that comes across, they're like, oh, this uh, challenge, I can't do it. I'm not anything. It's like, well, are you a hundred percent on, on fear or are you a hundred percent on faith? So we have to really pick a path and it's a choice. It's a conscious choice that we have to make because I'm going to say it right now. Like I've made over seven figures in my business and there's really not a day that goes by that I don't have fear, that I don't have hard decisions to make, or that I'm not faced with some sort of adversity, whether it be in my business or from a customer, from a team member, from whatever it's constant. So we have to develop the ability to navigate through difficult times and focus on faith. Because I will tell you right now, like I, I'll, I'll say as an, a real-time example, I have um, right now, I just was running Facebook ads for a challenge that I'm doing. And it was one of the ads I did was like a funny reel where I'm just like poking fun at myself. And the reel is like, oh, you don't have time to trust your intuition. Okay, I get it. And then there's me as another character pretending to text the universe like, hey, could you please send a sign your sign to me? And then the next clip of me is I'm like eating chips out of a bag. And like, these are literally things that I have done because I have fear and I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing, but I, and I waste my time. I had some mean comments on that video. So people who said, you know, like, I would never trust you to be my coach. You don't, you're, you're gaslighting spirituality. It's like, wait, what? Like how, how, like, I literally don't even understand how that could be true. And I have to navigate comments like that. And so this is my point is like, I have reached an awesome level of success in my business far beyond what I could have imagined as that broke healer. And yet it doesn't stop. And so each and every day I have to make the choice. Like, am I really doing this? Because it could be a heck of a lot easier just to stop and take a nine to five job and go back to mediocrity. But there's that part inside of me. And if you're listening to this, I want want you to listen like real good. If there is that part of you that says like, no, I'm destined for something more. I'm here to make an impact. I'm here to make a difference. I'm here to help people. Then that is that calling. That's all you need to say, no, this is something else for me in this lifetime. Right now, this is what I'm choosing to do. And it's sort of hard sometimes, but it is a choice. And so if you have that in you, it's time to dedicate yourself and your life to focusing on faith. That's what gets you through it. Mm. I, first of all, I love doing this podcast for so many reasons. And one of the main ones is that I always feel like the medicine that's coming in is directly from spirit for me, <laughs> in addition to everybody I could else. see it wash over you at one yeah, point. I was, I was like, like, I don't know what I said, but yes. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, spirit, I hear you. Like, they're like, oh, okay, you want to like learn and grow? Like, we'll just have a podcast and we'll have people on that will tell you directly what you need to hear. Like, could it be any more clear than that? <laughs> it's like free coaching. Woo! Yeah, here we go. Um, no, I mean, so much of what you said resonates and rings true. And I really appreciate what you're saying about it is a conscious choice. And I do think that many of us are able to 
hear that voice, connect with that, that part of us that says, you know, you're made for something more, like you have these gifts, you have this passion, you have this calling. And I love that you said that every single day, we need to accept that there's a recommitment process. Yeah. That you don't check the box and say like, okay, I'm here. I have faith. Like I get it. I understand I'm on the path, but that literally every single day. And, and maybe for those of us who, you know, still have the fear loud in our, in our inner voice, loud in the outer voices to have that be part of a morning ritual, a morning routine, yeah. our journaling process to say like, I'm recommitting to this. This is how I'm going to show up. This is the invitation from, from my team to co-create, to be of service, to set intentions, to sort of like be in presence and be in the, in the spirit, be in faith, whatever, you know, verbiage that people use to make that connection process. And then know that it's almost like taking the leap every single day which I truly do think that a lot of us, that's a block right there is to yeah. say like, well, I've committed, like, why, why do is this, this is this fear keep coming up? Or why do I keep, you know, get, having this belief? Or why does this thing keep triggering me or the feeling smaller, the imposter syndrome, you know, we all experience so many of the same blocks. And so I think what I hear you saying is knowing that's part of the process mm-hmm. and that you're going to step forward every day anyway, anyway, is where the real change happens. Absolutely. And so this is also really perfect timing for me coming back to me because so I'm, I'm leading this challenge in, that we're doing five daily habits to help you unlock your intuition. And this is literally what you just spoke, which is this recommitment. And so having a ritual and routine every single day to bring you back in because listen, I'm a human. I've got two young kids. I just was telling Lauren, like they just started school. Like there's so much going on right now. Um, I have a backyard farm with a gazillion animals. Like we have family, like there's so much and I'm only human. And so like the world can be a stressful place to be in and being a human can be a sucky thing. But for some reason I chose to come back and be a human. So while I'm in this human experience, I'm trying to make it a little bit easier on myself. And so I think even part of us has resistance to ease because we're in ongoing trauma loops. Like, wait, be wealthy and abundant and have life be easy. No, pshaw, that's not me. That's great for you. Must be nice, right? Like we have so much resistance patterns, but here, here it is. Like if we can recommit ourselves every single day to being of service and literally just the simple task to serve at your highest level. Kind of like, just like do the best you can. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Like Like I tell my son every day as I walk him to school, do your best stuff. Like that's that's what I say to him. So I, yeah, turn it around on yourself. Yeah. Turn around. And so if you can just serve one person at your highest level every single day, you can, you can check that box. Mm-hmm. And so developing faith is a muscle. And here's the thing. Consider how much time you spend in self-doubt yeah, and worry and fear. And what ifs consider how much time and energy you have already dedicated to that. But what if that was just simply a habit that you were just in the habit of it. Your unconscious mind was just 
doing what it always does and goes into these loops. And so those grooves have been like really nicely made in your brain because you've been repeating them every day, all day, all night. Right. And so to get out of that loop and that habit, we have to create these new neural synapses. We have to create these new patterns, these new thoughts. And then we have to then choose those thoughts when our brain goes back to the hamster wheel of death of like doomsday prep. Right, and we have to like, so comfortable it's and so, so safe. <laughs> it, it's so predictable because I know how all these thoughts are going to loop. Mm -hmm. And I know how it's going to feel in my body, even if it feels like crap, but I know all that. And so, you know, we, we can think of ego as it speaks loud, it is harsh, it is critical, um, but ego isn't bad. So ego can get a bad rep to say like, oh, well, I'm, you're, that's just my ego. Well, it's not bad. Think of ego as like this, this part of us that is trying to keep things as status quo. It's all it wants is just to keep things as it is the same in and out every single day. But imagine, so like we're both, we're both mothers. So imagine you live on a 50th floor apartment and your brand new baby starts to crawl towards the overhang of the balcony. Okay. Like everything in you, your eyes just lit up. Just me saying those words, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, like no, Whoa. get away from the balcony. <laughs> right. Your instinct is to say, get away from the balcony. Right. And so what if the baby starts crawling closer and closer? What are you going to do? You're going to throw a vase. You're going to scream. You're going to pound. You're going to run after it. You're going to warn, you know, you're going to do everything in your power to protect that sweet, innocent baby. That's exactly what our ego is doing. It is flashing images and pictures and flooding our body with sensations. Remember that last time you tried to do that? What happened then? Remember failure, doomsday, worst things are going to happen to you. Everyone's going to laugh at you. It's going to be terrible. You're going to suck at it so that you don't make that decision to grow. Right. But the reason why ego shows up is actually a positive thing. It's evidence of your growth. Your ego shows up because you're growing and it's like, oh God, no, 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 no. Don't do that. I want you to stay. So celebrate your ego showing up and be like, yeah, I'm obviously growing. Otherwise these terrible images of doomsday wouldn't be flashing in my mind because I wouldn't be growing, but I'm here to make an impact. This is why it comes back in. I'm here to make an impact. I'm here to make income and I'm focusing my faith. Even though I have these thoughts, I'm still safe. I can still do this work. And then intuition is different. It speaks soft. It whispers, which is why we have to stop. <laughs> yes. Sometimes literally get off of the hamster wheel from hell, stop and be quiet and listen. Intuition will always speak softly. It'll be positive. It'll be your cheerleader. It will tell you all the best things. It's going to show you when you close your eyes, instead of doomsday and horrible images, it's going to show you, you want a stage in front of thousands of people, seeing them with tears running down their eyes. You can know the impact that your words and your work has had on them and that they have something miraculous happen in their life that has shifted them forever because of what you've given them. You can see yourself as a, you know, top selling author, whatever it is for you. We all have whatever that vision is, is what kind of is like why you're listening to this podcast right now. Like there's that, like something there's like whisper, there's these ideas, there's this implant that's already there. And if it is, if it's there in your thoughts, it exists in the quantum field, 
which means it's already done. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere, you're already living that life. It's already done. Yeah. Like, congrats. Yeah. So all we have to do is come back into ourselves to be quiet, to come back to that vision, to come back to faith. But it is a conscious choice you have to make. You have door one, you have door two. Door one is fear, and that is fully ego. And you have door two, which is faith, and that is intuition. And so the scariest thing is that we don't know. And we think what you mentioned, we're taking a leap of faith. But what if you weren't taking a leap of faith? What if you were just inching? You don't have to run and leap and you feel like you're on the edge of a cliff. You're going to just fall in pending doom. What we have right now is it's like, and this is like an image, my, my guidance speaks in imagery. So what they showed me is like, you're on this, you're in this place and there's like a fog. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so when we think take a leap of faith, you're everything in you is like, uh, no, I don't know what's on the other side of that fog <laughs> pass. Because if you take that leap of faith, you could die. You could be dangerous. You don't know it's unsafe, but that's why we come back into our instincts. And if we come back to our instincts, our instincts can go, let's just move slowly one step at a time. And we can move one step at a time. And the more you take one step at a time, you're trusting your intuition. You're developing that trust. Mm -hmm. And then the fog at certain points, it starts to thin. And then all of a sudden you can see like for a mile and you're like, oh, hell yeah. And you turn on the jets and you just run. And then you get to your next place where the fog is rolled back in. Right. And Here you go, we are again. <laughs> rut, rut row. <laughs> yeah. And that's where you have to come back again. This is a habit. And so it's not like I just was like, okay, I've chosen faith. Now I'm fine. I'm good to go forever and eternity. No, because the good news is that I'm here for more and I'm here to make an impact. And so if my goal is to impact the lives of millions of people, guess what, friends? I'm going to keep doing this for infinity because every time I hit a next milestone, guess what I want? The next milestone. And so that causes me to literally and energetically become a new person to let go of bless and release who I was yesterday or five minutes ago so that I can become that person who does the thing. So it's not even that you have this fear and you say stuck in your word and not, how do I take those first steps? Well, part of that is really, I, I like seeing how your identity has to change right. from an identity level, who you are today. And this comes back to our community because if we have people around us, so I'll come back to my husband, like he has come around like today. Now, if I ever get into worry, he'll say, Emily, listen, I'm your number one fan. I believe in you more than anybody in the whole wide world. And he's been buying me crystals and books on animal medicine. And like, I'm like, who is this man? What have you done with my husband? But he says, if there's one thing I know about you is it's going to be fine. It's going to all work out. You got this. But when we come back to having community around us, who doesn't believe in us, the people who are currently in our lives, see us with one set of goggles on, like right. they know the Emily that was the broke healer who was kind of like at a slacker in high school and like, kind of just like figuring out her way to run a business when she was younger, but maybe doesn't see who I see in my mind's eye as the woman who's here to impact millions of people and a best-selling author and a person who has like, I don't know, additional houses and et cetera. 
they don't know who that is because it's in my mind. They don't know who that is. So they see me through this lens and what they expect of me is one thing. So not only are you breaking up with that person who you are today, you're going to have to teach the people in your life that you, that person's dead. They're, they don't exist anymore. The person who you see in front of you, I'm actually somebody who's here to lead, impact the lives of millions of people. That's who you're seeing right now. So that's like, it's like a, a it's a big, it's a big thing to take on. Well, and yeah, it's disruptive to potentially the people around you because it changes who's, yes. who and how they think about themselves. And what yes. does it mean for me if this person who I thought I knew or yep. this person who I knew in the context of how I viewed myself is all of a sudden different and changing. And that's yeah. why I think this idea of outside validation or this, this guru trap or like this loop of feedback and, and um, success can be so tricky because unfortunately it, it, it's not a seamless, you know, path of just like all accolades and loving and lifting people up. Of course, there's going to be people like you experience that are commenting meanly on oh, yeah. the thing. Of course, yeah. there's going to be people that are like, wait, what you're doing? What? Or like, who do you think you are? Oh, yeah. And, you know, I think it's so funny that we're talking about this because I had a meeting this morning with a friend and I was sharing with them like this new thing that's coming in. Mm -hmm. And I even use the words, you know, because we, she and I have not communicated on like this kind of a spiritual level before I use the words like, okay, so you might think this is kind of wacky. Uh -huh. And I was saying that as a, you know, subconsciously as a defense mechanism to protect myself, number yeah. one, yeah. but also as an empath to protect her from what she could be potentially feeling and experiencing upon hearing this. And so like, well, I don't want her to feel uncomfortable. I don't want her to feel bad. Like, what if this isn't for her? So I'm going to make this little bridge to be like, well, if you don't get it, that's okay. I'm the weird one. Like, as you know, we were talking about at the beginning, and she right, is so incredible and so thoughtful. And right away was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't say that it's wacky. Like, you know, yeah. let's talk about this. And maybe I'm not the right person or maybe this isn't for everybody, but it absolutely is going to be for people. And so I think yeah. back to your point about even being careful about the words you use externally, internally. Mm. And I'd love to hear, do you use daily affirmations? Do you sort of do like the journaling of saying mm. the thing 20 times? Mm -mm. You know, I think sometimes <laughs> <Too lazy. laughs> you're like, no, no. I think sometimes there are these energetic cords that, you know, sometimes they, we do need outside assistance. Sometimes yes. we do need to really be like this I've worked on it and I'm trying and there's just this cord that needs cutting. Yeah. It needs severing, it needs handling because that loop like you're saying is just so prevalent. So mm -hmm. how have you navigated that? Um well, I will I will finish the loop about friends because as you grow and ascend and as you make an impact and as you follow your life's work and your dharma, your relationships will change. 100% guaranteed. Some people will still get you and other people won't. So you have to trust that people will come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And understand as you grow and ascend, you will also attract 
more like-minded people, there will be a resonance. And so when there are two people or more in resonance, you know, let's just say your vibration goes up, down, up, down, up, down. Well, a second person in that same resonance, up, down, up, down, this is scientifically proven. If there are two more people in that same resonance, the vibration goes like double, triple higher and low and up. And so it actually increases the amount of energy. So if you're feeling like a dissonance, like it's not like I'm trying to tell my friend this and she's just totally not getting me like, okay, well, you don't have to like break up with them formally. Just know that maybe there's another person who's ready to come into your, your world, which is also, again, why my core is all about building community. Um, so the question you asked was, how do I handle that? Yeah, just not like, how do you reinforce the, these leaps forward, even if they are sort of sm slow walks through the fog? Do you have an affirmation process? You said no to the journaling. <laughs> is there a cord cutting? Like, what is what have you found that has been most supportive to those things that are holding you tethered that you're really you want to let go of? And they're just they're holding on tightly. Okay. So I, with all of my coaching clients, people who work really closely with me, um, we call it the new normal. And so the new normal involves, um, a commitment. So I talked about these five habits that I'm taking people on. Um, they're very simple. So it is meditation of any variety, um, getting outside in nature, hydrating, drinking half of your body weight in ounces of water eating whole foods as much as possible, um, and moving your body. So these are five foundational, bare minimum, new normal, do this daily to start with alignment. The next thing I add in is regular body work and regular energy work, meaning I am not my own healer. I can do all of my energy healing and clearing for sure. Cause I've been doing it for 23 years. I'm totally equipped and an expert. However, I see other outside therapists who can work on my system so that I can relax. So regular body work and energy work is part of it. And so this dedication to prioritizing myself is part of how I navigate through and how I take these leaps of faith, because the more that I can focus on myself, the more I can deepen trust in me, then it helps me with my intuition. It helps me navigate everything because these big decisions that we have to make in my business on a daily, I mean, as an entrepreneur, we are faced with hundreds of decisions every day. And actually we go through a period of decision fatigue, which means like, I literally cannot make one more decision, which is like at the end of the day. And someone's like, what do you want to eat? And you're like, I want you to die. That's what I want to eat. I want I you to die. I was just going to say, it always happens for me at dinner time. I'm like, no, I don't care. I, can't. I don't, I'm no. not interested. Whatever we eat, I will have cereal. Yes. Like I'm over it by then. Yes. <laughs> and I, the other day, my husband goes, um, he goes, you're going to make blah, blah, blah. I, don't, I forget. Oh, meatballs. You're going to make meatballs. And I was like, great. And later that night I was like, I can't even express to you how nice that was that you literally told me what I was going to make. Like it saved me so much energy and angst. Mm -hmm. So the fact that we can start trusting ourselves and if anybody's having difficulty trusting other people or no, trusting team members, listen, like newsflash, it has to do with you. If you cannot trust yourself, 
you're not going to be able to trust other people. Um, and so I've developed a deep trust in myself so I can navigate my moods. I can see where my cycles and how some places in my cycle, I am not a good person to be around <laughs> and I'm not fun and I'm not lighthearted, but like three, the other weeks out of the month, I am good to go. And I'm super spunky, but I also navigate that time period to say when it's a good time for me to write an email and good and, and batch videos or record podcasts. Cause if my energy is really bad, I'm not going to touch any of that nowhere near it mm -hmm. because everything in my business and everything in life, everything is energy. And I don't want to put that stinky taste and stinky smell on anything I do, because I want every interaction to feel like magic. So that's, it also comes down to creating these boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so if we can have a boundary that says like, I'm only working these hours and I'm prioritizing my, like my self-care. So uh, last Friday, um, we held a student clinic. Um, I'm teaching a certification program so people can learn how to do my modality and guaranteed to grow a profitable business through this program. It's a killer program. And so last week I, in the morning, I knew I wanted to go for a walk. And as I was walking, I'm like, I think I'm going to take this other loop home. Well, I ended up walking like almost, it was like three and a quarter miles. I would normally walk like two, maybe, um, that would be a long walk for me. So I just like walked forever. I made myself kind of take the decision to go through like a wooded trail, which my body, as soon as I walked in, then I was like, Oh yeah. Like my body needed that. I feel like my higher self was just like this way, like just pulled me into that direction. But I can tell you because I needed that extra time for myself. I didn't even, I wouldn't have consciously chose. I think I just like found my way by accident. Um, when I made my way back to my house and was preparing for the student clinic, my energy was like outstanding, crazy, crazy, crazy high vibration. And so because I, I prioritize myself, then I can give so much more into everything that I do. And so again, if it's the opposite, I'm feeling like crap and I don't want to like be like a people person. I'm not going to sit and write an email. I'm not going to record podcasts. I'm not going to write blogs. I'm not going to do anything that is going to interact with any other humans. Yeah. And so I know that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's so it's so funny and also not funny, sad that we feel that number one, all of the self-care things that you're talking about are not just fundamental basics, non-negotiables, the foundation for how we live our life, that it feels oh, they like are. in many ways we have to fight for those. We have oh, to yeah. like, oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I hope it's okay. Or I've got, you know, we feel like it's a big deal to have those when I totally agree that those are all non-negotiables non-negotiable they're just who you are and then that's where you go back to fighting for your limitations and making excuses or focusing on faith if i'm going to be of service you know what's required of me i have to be like on my game so i can't afford to not do it right that's why and we call it the new normal doing it you not only do you expect it, but you crave it. You feel off when you don't do it, when you travel and you're not mm -hmm. doing all the things there sort of is definitely this level of misalignment. Yeah. Well, you were saying about like having to fight for it. And I will say I used to have to fight for it. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I would, I, I work out from home and like when my kids were super little, they'd be climbing all over me. I'd like, right. I'd be like my, tell my husband, like, can you please just take him out of the room for 30 minutes? 
And he would sometimes give me a hard time about it. I'm like, listen, I promise you, I will be a better human. I'll be a better mom. If I have this time for myself right now, I'm not a good person. And I really need this to like calm the F down. So yeah. like and that's owning it. that and not feeling bad or guilty or shame about that. And even what you were saying about the, you know, being more mindful of your cycle or the moon cycle or whatever seasonality, all these different things that influence our energy levels. And I think we've become so disconnected from that or even, you know, and I, I don't know um, if we talked about this, you know, on previous chats, but it used to be a few years ago, if I had an appointment with somebody and they, you know, canceled or whatever, you know, of course you get like your ego gets ruffled or like my time's valuable, this or that. And now I'm like, I almost always check in with somebody before a session that's scheduled. Just want to make sure that your energy is still good. My energy is still good. I've had people say like, well, I have... I have COVID, but like, let's still do it. I'm like, no, 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 you don't feel well. Let's both come to the table and have an energy exchange that honors where you are, honors where I am. And I feel like it takes people like us, like other entrepreneurs to sort of model what that looks like to honor your flow and your Mm -hmm. cycle and honor your energy level you know, not scheduling meetings at a time that, you know, you're like super slammed with family stuff or have other things going on that just like that allows you to show up in the highest and best for yourself and for other people. That's not being selfish. That's really being in service. And it's a mindset shift that we have to continue to, to make and to sort of like put our stake in the ground that like, no, if you're not interested in this at this moment, for whatever reason, like let's pick another time. It's okay. Yeah. 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 I think setting a container. So creating boundaries is, has to do with our heart chakra, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. So where we give and receive unconditional love. And so to create boundaries, sometimes even when you talk to your friend and you're kind of sort of setting a boundary of like, I don't know. Right. Um, but no matter whether if it's a a conversation with a friend or it's a scheduling thing, um, we are talking about boundaries. And so if our bound, if we have no boundaries around what our priorities for ourselves are, then we're just going to get, they're going to be trampled because we haven't defined them. So if I've defined it to say, this is what I require, this is my baseline, I require these different things, I require exercise, I require time outside of nature, um, I require time alone, um, it's not gonna, I'm not gonna get it. And there's some really great books that people are still struggling with these simple concepts because the patriarchy has uh, embedded and implanted these thoughts in us and for generations. And they passed down literally genetically through our parents. So there's one great book called Patriarchy Stress Disorder uh, by Dr. Valerie Rain. She was on my podcast. She is phenomenal. That book will light things up in you um, to help you understand that a lot of these traumas and these decisions that you're making are actually not because they came from you and they were your plan and to help you dismantle that and to heal that trauma that has been passed down to you. Um, the other one, which you mentioned about watching out for other people's feelings and, and being a sensitive empath and worried about boundaries. Um, it's called sensitive is the new strong. Uh, that book is, is phenomenal, especially if you're empathic and you have difficulty setting boundaries. Um, and I will say Again, it's like you have to be committed to the mission or not. And 
you know, you have to make a decision like, okay, by December 1st, I'm going to either do it or not do it. Like, and then from that point on, just like stop all the in between nonsense stuff. Um, and so the other thing I want to open up and recognize is like a lot of entrepreneurs or people who aspire to be entrepreneurs, you know, you have this mission to make a gazillion dollars and every like online guru out there, they're trying to promise you some like big, crazy astronomical number, like six figures in six days or like some other <laughs> BS. Yeah. And, you know, we can be brainwashed to think like, oh, well they did it and that person did it. So I should do it too. But that is their life path. Mm -hmm. You're on your life path. And so there are times where we can get down ourselves like, well, they're making a gazillion dollars. Why aren't I? Well, that's not your life path. You can, if you choose to, but I also want to introduce like respecting for your own divine timing. So for me, I have two young kids. One is almost going to be four and one is seven. And I tell my, everybody on my team knows I turn back into a mom at 3 PM, sometimes at two, but usually at three o'clock. <laughs> um, occasionally I might do something like an evening interview. If somebody's like in Australia or something right, like that, right. like um, I have led evening workshops and every time I did it, I was like, I'm not effing doing this again. Like I can't oh my God, same. I'm like, no. I really want to work with you in the evening and, or record a podcast or et cetera. The, it really just, the stars have to align for that to feel like number one, I have the energy <sighs> I can concentrate. My situation is set up. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then what that. happens is like, I rally and then I'm up for like two more hours after because right. <laughs> my energy is so high. I'm like, I, now I need to, <laughs> you know, so like I turn back into them. So my point of saying that is like, could I, um, make way more money in a shorter amount of time. If I put more time into my work, certainty, a hundred percent certainty. Yes, I could. Also, I'm not here for these quick bursts and wins and like these brag worthy numbers. And I will also just pull back the curtain of bullshit on this. Cause I've seen a lot of these multi six and seven and eight figure businesses and behind the scenes, it is a mess. And these people are barely breaking even. I've known people who brag about having a million dollar business and have $200,000 they owe in back taxes. So don't believe everything that people tell you. And also I'm not a person that I find that sexy. Like, like I get it. Like we have to kind of talk about numbers, um, but also understand like it can be a very negative thing for people to only focus on numbers and not actually impacting people. Um, so understand that your timeline is your timeline. So for me, I'm not willing to negotiate the time I spend with my family and to be a karate and to do pickups and drop-offs and things like that. I want to be present for that. So I could work a million hours, but maybe it would you know, speed up how I get to that financial breakthrough that I'm after. But also this is why intuition helps because you don't have to work harder and work longer to make that impact. You can do it in alignment with how it feels good for you and your system and not overexert yourself. And so I think there's that, that comfortable place where we have to respect our own time, our own energy, our own timeline, and just understand it'll happen when it needs to happen. As long as I'm committed to serving at my highest level each and every day, it it's inevitable. My success, my success is inevitable. So I'd love to ask you about that in terms of a few things. So number one, do you think 
that everybody, and obviously not everybody, but do you think that for the majority of people, financial success is in their path? Is that something that either can, should, will drive people versus feeling in service, feeling good? Like, I guess what I'm asking is, that if you're in alignment, do you feel that that financial success is inevitable for yes. everybody yes. or, or should people work on what they're working on without having that goal in mind? I think if you're in alignment, financial success is inevitable and we got to do what we got to do to keep the lights on, man. Mm-hmm. So it does take eating multiple flavors of humble pie when you start. So maybe your ultimate vision of your highest alignment is to be speaking on stages in front of tens of thousands of people. Okay. But today you're like trying to pay the bills and like, no one knows who you are and like what you do. So from point A to point Z, you have a lot of different letters, a lot of different steps to take to get to that place. So you still have to do what you need to do to bring revenue in, to keep that light on the ultimate goal. Mm. And so each and every decision we make can be infinitely easier. If you ask, is it, you know, is it getting me closer to my vision or further away from my vision? And so, like I mentioned, you know, I'm starting to do more in-person events. So I can think of that as like, I mean, I guess, I don't know who would say this, but I could say like, maybe somebody could say, well, that's like, is that even like, you're not, you're not able to help bazillions of people. Right. Well, I am offering an online option. So I guess I could, I honestly, like all my decisions are in alignment. It's hard to say. (laughs) Like, so, so what I could say is like, well, there's only so many people it's not that scalable. There's only so many people who can fit into the room where I'm hosting it. That's true. And so is it bringing me closer to my goal of being on that stage in front of tens of thousands of people? Well, like kind of, is it making me further away? No, not at all. Right. Like it's in the trajectory. Mm -hmm. And so for here and now, it's like, we do what we have to do to build this machine part by part. And so you, this is like, it has to come back to being of service. And so to build that machine up, to get to that place, you're going to need to do some smaller things that may not be a hundred percent of what that big vision is. Um, you know, I've, there've been so many iterations in my business, you know, where I started off my online business and I brought people into online and in-person six-week session to teach entrepreneurs how to use their intuition. That's how my now membership with hundreds of people started. I didn't know it was going to be a membership. I just thought I would try this thing because like it came to me in a vision in my meditation. I got the name for it in my meditation. I got the price. I got how many people I got when I'm going to start doing it. It all came to me through meditation And it scared me because I did not have 10 people. That's how many people I was going to start with. I did not have 10 people who wanted to do anything with me. And I was like, oh gosh. But what it came down to in those early years or that first early decision was to find 
10 people. Right. And so that became my mission. And that's how I started to use that kind of mentality to get fully booked on my calendar. When I was seeing clients, I knew how many people I had to get. So if we can just like pause for a second, because when you talk about money, I love talking about money. Uh, <laughs> it's so, it's such a rich, no pun intended, you know, place for us to explore because there's so many layers with it. And there's oh. so many, so much conditioning, so much passed down through generations and culture yeah. and all of these things. And mm-hmm. even the idea that money is bad, money is evil. Who would, yeah. you know, I don't want to go after money. Like that's going to ruin me or I'm not into materialism. So I don't want to pursue this. And it's like, there's all of these stories yeah. that we have. Yeah. yeah. And I've totally been healer shamed with all of that. Um, people have like, how dare you make money on these, you know, whatever. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, didn't you just get my free thing that you said was transforming your life? Okay. (laughs) Just checking. Um, there's so much healer shame out there, but so one of the other visions, um, like I said, my healer, my healers, my, my spirit team talks in, um, visuals. And, Mm -hmm. and so this, this visual came to me, it was with a client and basically my guys are like, this is how you make money. And they show me a Play-Doh fun factory. So you take the Play-Doh and you work it in your hands, right? To kind of like get it soft enough. And then you put it through the little hole in the machine and you press down on the lever and out comes spaghetti Play-Doh noodles, right? That's how the machine works. So that's how we make money. You make it. You make the money. Okay. So like, I know this is like so mind blowing, right? (laughs) Ready? Here, we'll we'll go through it again. Yeah. You take the Play-Doh and you work it, right? It doesn't just like, you don't just look at the machine and like outcome noodles. Right. Right. I want to manifest noodles. You know, I'm going to do 90 daily affirmations for manifesting noodles. I'm going to say the perfect prayer sequence to manifest. Um, so at the you still have to put the machine, open it, work the thing, right? You have to put the energy in to push the Play-Doh into the part where it's supposed to get pushed. And then guess what else you have to do? You have to apply energy to push down on the lever. You make the noodles. Someone else didn't make the noodles. Your time, your energy, and your strength made the noodles come out. So the same goes for how you make money in your business. You are choosing to do the things to make money. So I love to challenge people with anything, like make 25 cents today, $100 today, $1,000 today. You know how you make $1,000 today? You look at all the things that you sell and how many of those things, how many of your widgets do you need to sell to make $1,000? Mm-hmm. Okay, so for me, it could be one widget. Okay, I only need to sell one widget to make $1,000. Okay, so now it's my dedication and my mission. I'm gonna have full faith. I'm going to go out there to go get someone, right? This is my squishing the Play-Doh in, to go get someone to buy my one widget. Right, right. But and it you- might take 15 meetings to find somebody to sell, you know, to buy the, whatever it is. I know. And I think that when we break <laughs> things down in a practical aspect, I think people are like, oh, I want to serve this many people or this many number of clients, you know, to fill my books or et cetera. And it's like taking those step back, back, like you're saying, and like, okay, well, what's the activity that I need to be doing in order to reach this level? And then from this level, what's the activity that I need to be doing to reach that level. Mm. And 
Um, yeah, I love the way that you're sharing it and expressing it because of course there is that idea that you're saying of holding that highest vision, but there's all these aligned decisions that stack yes. up. And until you take the action, like you gave in your example, you don't know what the next step is going to be until you go out and say, okay, I'm going to try this or I'm offering that. And, you know, so I think one of my questions was going to be for you is how do you incorporate and allow for those pivots and allow for those changes? But it sounds like you listen to the intuition, you try the thing, you get the feedback, and then you move forward with the yes. next thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so everything I offer, everything I create, it's come to me and I sit, I have a process. I just kind of sit with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will say um, one of the biggest decisions and pivots that I made in my business came at the end of last year um, in the fall. And it was in November and I had just started putting together this launch for this email list growth challenge. And I was really excited about it. The email list growth challenge was going to be opening up the doors to my mastermind. Because what I saw in my mastermind is that people didn't have an email list. (laughs) like when you tell them to go like do the thing they'd be like I don't have an email list it was like okay step one get an email list (laughs) so so we were that's how it was like really strategic like let me help you build an email list now that you have an email list let's build a business shall we great that was the plan it was perfection so as I opened up this this challenge and I organically got 900 people signed up for this, which I was stoked about. That's amazing. As soon as I started teaching it, everything in my body was like, I don't like this. I don't like this. And so my body was starting to like scream at me. And then I started to get quiet. And I happened to be at a conference that got me to think about things a little differently. And there's an exercise that I did of like, okay, things to like possibly simplify or change your business. There's all these different letters, like an acronym. Mm -hmm. And the one that I was drawn to was eliminate the E for eliminate. And I was like, I need to get rid of this mastermind. Now this mastermind brought in consistently a quarter of a million dollars to my business easily in my sleep, no advertisement, no, like just people wanted it and it was good. And it was a proven product. So for me, my ego was like, um, Emily, that's, that's, yeah, a, that's, lot of that's, money. A, that's a tough fee to just be like, eh, I think I'll let this go. Uh, pardon me, Emily, <laughs> so much money. So I really had to sit with it. Like this, this feeling that I have that this program doesn't feel aligned anymore is, is a, a visceral sensation yeah. in my body. And I knew I could, I could do it. Like I said, I could do it in my sleep. I had coaches. I had everything. The systems are tight, like airtight. The sales process was airtight. Everything was proven, but yet my body was like, oh, hell no. And so I was supposed to be leading this like challenge for people and everything in me was like, don't do it. And my team was like, well, what if you did the challenge? And then instead of this, we do that. And I was like, nothing was making sense other than to get rid of it. And so again, I just kept sitting with it. I kept praying on it. I would pull cards on it and I would just connect with my higher self. Like, show me the way, like what is happening? And so when I felt into the decision of doing it, my body felt tight and constricted and like I was being strangled and sat on by an elephant. And when I felt of not doing it, my body felt light and expansive and like I could fly. Okay, 
it's black and white. It's like, it's, it doesn't have to be complicated to make hard decisions. And so I went to my group of people and I said, hi, um, remember that thing you signed up for? Well, you know, you have the PDF that I made. It will give you everything you need, but I'm going to tell you it's no longer in alignment with me. And I was going to offer you my mastermind. I'm no longer going to be offering that after the end of this round at the in December. And so I feel it's out of integrity for me to take you through this process to open you up to this next level with me if I'm not going to do it. And so I'm letting you know, I'm listening to my intuition here. I can understand people's disappointment. And for me, that's like a red, that's like a core, a core thing for me, disappointing other people. And for me, that's the first thing I, oh God, I'm going to disappoint people. And, and I said, I can't do it with integrity of serving at my highest level. Cause I no longer feel this is me serving at my highest level. And I was like, ready for like the backlash and the emails and the things. And people were like, Oh my God, that is a true leader. You are walking the walk girl. Like, thank you. You actually gave me permission to say no to something that I'm not in alignment with. Like the, the messages back were so positive. And I was like, and it literally, it transformed everything from December on so far this year, 2022, it's all been different. It's all been new and it's all been terrifying and month after month, because, you know, I changed a lot more than just that thing in my business. I changed team members and it all comes down to alignment. And so even though, um, I, I took that dip in income, I also knew it was only temporary to get myself back on the track that I really, really wanted to be on and the trajectory and the track that I'm on, it's never felt better. And so I will say like, I want to, I want to paint this broad picture for people to see like, you know, when you're starting out, it can feel so unknown and you can feel so insecure and so unsure of yourself. But I'm telling you, even after this level of success, like I just shared, and I'm very transparent people, like there's still a level of unknown and insecurity and who, gosh, I don't know. Because hopefully you keep leveling up and there keeps being new opportunities and new ideas and new collaboration. So of course you're going to keep, you know, analyzing and considering and checking in and listening to your intuition. So yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's so, so helpful to people. Um, I just had, I love this reinforcement. My, my team is so sweet. They just keep giving it to me over and over again. (laughs) I had a client yesterday and we literally talked through, you know, something similar that she had left her job. She had a great opportunity right in front of her. And when we talked through it, there was no part of her physically that felt good about it. Lots of mental boxes. It's good money. It's good benefits. It's good. This it's good. That and I was like, okay, but how do you feel about it? I'm like, like, I don't want to do it. I don't yeah. feel good about it at all. I feel drained. I feel bored. I feel right. Okay. Well, that's your answer, yeah. but we have to tap in and give ourselves that space to listen to that. Right. And I think that's incredibly inspiring and really courageous of you to not only share with us, but to of course do that at the level that you're at and and know that being in your alignment and highest service, we have to let go of knowing how it's going to look and just tap back into what yeah. it feels like. Yeah. You just say it's a perfect here, here, you can write this one down F the how for now, like right. that's it. 
You don't need to know how it doesn't matter how you'll figure it out one day at a time. Yeah. But, but like the, the other thing is the transition from nine to five into entrepreneurship is a bear. Yeah. And so I actually feel like there needs to be about an 18 month period of mourning and grieving because it takes a very long time for your system to like shift out of that mode into entrepreneur mode. Mm -hmm. um, I really feel like it's a very long, every client I've ever worked with who's made that transition, it's a pretty significant, over a year usually, yeah. um, that their system takes to, to shift. Um, also, you have to recognize the programming that's been in, implanted into our thoughts, which is you can either have a good paying job and security or follow your passions. Right, right. And- Let's just look at the economy. Let's look at the longevity. Let's look at how many layoffs people have been under. Like job security is not a real thing. No matter if you're working for a big corporation that's been around for 50 years or a, a newer company, it's, it's an illusion. And it's one that they tell you to believe in. And you'll do anything to keep holding that belief to be true. I had somebody in my certification who all of a sudden, somebody in her position, in her job, there were two of her coworkers who left suddenly and like, oh, she said, now I have to do the responsibility of three people to hold my job. And so I don't have the time to commit to this certification. And you know what I said to myself? Because I've been out of corporate for a very long time. I'm like, bullshit, you do. Yeah. <laughs> You go into your boss's office and you go, it's great that we've had this shift in my responsibilities. Let's discuss my pay. Otherwise, right. guess who else is leaving? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So like, this is the thing we have to take hundred percent responsibility for ourselves and our path, whether we stay in our corporate career and we start a little side hustle project or we transition that I think is the biggest leap of transitioning out of corporate into entrepreneurship. And I also will say entrepreneurship is not for everybody. Not everybody is cut out for it and it's okay. If you went the entrepreneurship route and you're just like, F this, this is effort freaking hard and I like it. It's people are mean out there on the internet. You're right. You're totally right. <laughs> this is not, it's like, it's not for everybody. Um, but I really believe that these, these little hurdles that we have to go through all the time starting out is what builds up that, that endurance, that, that thick skin and that muscle to keep going over the bigger hurdles. Cause you know what? I'm seeing people who are like the Goliaths in the industry. I'm watching them right now and they're throwing spaghetti against the wall. They don't know what to do. And they're floundering because they've built their business in this digital world without connection and community and real authenticity. And the tides have changed. The paradigms have changed. And they're looking for people like you and I, who are here to for connection and truth and authenticity. They don't know how to do that. And so they're like, I don't know, is this going to work? No, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like it's working? <laughs> right. Yeah. How does it feel for you? But right. like we have to come Let's back. talk about. <laughs> so that's it, the, the end of the day, it keeps coming back to the same thing, which is to come back in. Yeah. Come back in, slow down, listen to yourself and, and listen to that higher calling inside of you. So, so good. I am so grateful for all of your time and all of your energy that you shared with me. And everybody listening, tell people how they can find you and follow you and all the good stuff you have to offer. Well, thank you. And if you're still with us, then you're a special person. I feel like so many of my interviews are like these, just like I, with the feedback that I get is like, it's like a pep talk. It's like, just like, you know, you listen to it and you feel, you know, rejuvenated and inspired and empowered. And so I, 
I love it. <laughs> so um, you can find me over on my website, emilyarons.com. Um, there is an awesome meditation power duo called Abundance Power Duo there. You can check it out. It's completely free. Um, you can get to know me a little bit more on Instagram. All of my links are right on my website. Um, and there's all kinds of really cool stuff that's coming up. And so if you resonated with what I was sharing today, um, and you're on that path, I'm sure there's something that we can do to work together. I always, always, always love, um, when people reach out. So uh, whenever I'm a guest on people's podcast, I like to encourage my podcast host listeners to take a screenshot and to share in their stories and tag both of us. And of course, always leave a review for Lauren, let her know how much you love the podcast, head over to iTunes, tell her how much this episode meant and give her ideas for new ones and just show some love because as a guest and as a podcaster, I know how much love and energy goes into creating these amazing episodes. And this is all free content. We do it out of the love of like, uh, like we just want to be of service. We just want to give and one of the best things that you can do as an energy exchange is to give some love back, whether it be in sharing the podcast with somebody, leaving a review, or just reaching out personally and saying how much it meant to you. So, um, you know, that kind of stuff is what I am really into that deep connection. So, oh my God, you are so sweet. I'm just going to put that at the end of every episode. So I don't have to say it because I'm still working through the whole self-promotion and talking about myself and asking people for help. So I'm just going to use you. <laughs> well, you know what? Like, if you look at it, like if I you scale it. back at the end of the day, it's not about you and it's not about me. It's about them. Yeah. And, and that's what we always have to come back to is like, it's not about you. It's about them. And so if you know, you're here to serve, you're here to give, then having people leave reviews and share it is one of the most genuinely kind things that you can do is to help spread the word. And if you know, this can help one person today. Oh my gosh. And you help that one person. Best, yeah. day, ever, best day ever. I know. I so know. Good. So good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, I can't wait to keep seeing what unfolds for you. Thank you for having me. It was a real, it was really, really fun. I've loved it. Thank you all so much for listening to the Open to Alchemy podcast. You can find more about me on all the social places, Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse, at open.to.alchemy. That's open, the word T-O, alchemy, or at my website, opentoalchemy.com. See you next time.